with Black Panther Wakanda forever less than 24 hours away from fans getting a chance to finally see this movie. More details are coming out about the original script that Ryan Coogler put together that would have been starring Chadwick Boseman. Also, Angela Bassett. She's getting some Oscar buzz for the role that she plays in Black Panther Wakanda forever as Queen Ramonda. It's about damn time. And today is Wednesday, November 9th, 2022, and it's new comic book day. But JT is on vacation with the family, so I'm going to do my best to substitute his segment with a really dope graphic novel. Stick around and see what I got. I'm your host, Amir, and this is the One in 100 Podcast. So let's kick this thing off talking about Queen Angela Bassett, also known as Queen Ramonda from Black Panther, also Black Panther Wakanda forever. So she's getting some Oscar buzz, man. Apparently her performance is just that dope that she is getting Oscar buzz for Best Supporting Actress. Now, we all know that that first trailer or teaser that they put out for Black Panther Wakanda forever uh, there was only a few words spoken, and those were the words that came out of Angela Bassett's mouth, and we all felt it. <laughs> you know, we were all ready to cry just from that one teaser. So I can only imagine how much she's going to be doing in this uh, upcoming film, which is less than 24 hours away. And it really uh, it really gets me thinking about who the lead character of this movie, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, is actually going to be. Uh, is it going to be uh, Tinoch Huerta or is it going to be Letitia Wright? Um, it's got to be one of those two. I mean, Angela Bass is getting all the buzz for a supporting actress. So I'm guessing it's going to be one of those two. So I'm very interested in seeing how Letitia Wright or Tina Huerta, who I've never seen, you know, in a movie before. I'm, I'm very interested in seeing how they lead this movie um, because I've been under the, you know, the perception that. This is a team effort, you know, like they've never actually said someone's going to be the lead character. Yes, Letitia Wright is in front of all the posters and everything. But I mean, it's just posters, you know, that 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 can be just showcasing that she's the new Black Panther. Cool. Um, But I'm excited, man. I'm really I really want to see what what they bring, man. I want to see how Angela Bassett brings it. Um, and we have to do our best to get out and support this movie. Uh, I know, you know, people are still a little nervous to go back to the theaters and everything, but we really have to show up for this one. I know people want to see T'Challa and everything like that, but we have such a great cast. I mean, come on, Angela Bassett is getting Oscar buzz for the role she's playing in this movie. So that just tells me that everyone took it up a level and they took it up a level for us, but they took it up a level for Chadwick Boseman because he was the, the guy, the driving force behind this movie. We have to remember Chadwick Boseman didn't even perform or audition, excuse me, for this role of black Panther. Um, and the team that was assembled around him, made Wakanda what it is. So it seems like they are all going to be putting every ounce of emotion they have to show that 
we are doing this for our king, our brother, our son, our friend, Chadwick Bozeman. And it seems like all good things are going to be coming from it. Um, so I'm excited to see what what Queen Angela Bassett does. And let's go support it, man, so she can get that Oscar. I don't know if that's how it works, but that's how it's going to work in my mind. The more we show up, the better chances she has to walk away with that trophy because she should have got it a long time ago. But more about Black Panther a little bit later on the show. What we're going to do now is we're going to jump over to a new comic book day review. Uh, James is not here. Like I said earlier, he's on vacation, but I have a new trade paperback uh, that may not be new to you, but it's new to me and it's starring characters from Wakanda. So yeah, let's get to it. So as I mentioned earlier, uh, JT is on vacation this week uh, with his family. So I'm going to do my best to fill in. I know you guys enjoy those new comic book day reviews uh, that JT uh, gives us and I I love them as well. But uh, I'm going to talk about this Doom War graphic novel or trade that I picked up. It's a hardcover. Uh, It's written by Jonathan Mayberry and the art is by Scott Eaton. And man, this was an amazing, amazing little ride here. Um, As far as my like Black Panther knowledge, I'm still like a rookie in the game when it comes to that. I haven't read everything. Um, I'm finally working on my... um, Reginald Hudlin run uh, of graphic novels. And yes, I know a lot of people, you know, they hate that word graphic novels and, and trade paperbacks. But listen, I ain't got the Chibata to be running around picking up a whole bunch of floppies and stuff like that. Um, but I, I kind of like to pick, you know, and choose like some of the stories that I read. And I know that Doom War was a popular run. Um, I mean, we get the first appearance of the Midnight Angels in this run uh, or in this six issue mini, um, which I actually do have that floppy. Just just saying. But um, we get a lot of interesting story in this, uh, you know, six issue mini. Uh, First off, the one thing I really enjoyed was that we get to see Shuri just be an absolute beast in this run. Uh, um, she is the Black Panther. She's also like pretty much the queen of, of Wakanda right now at this moment, because T'Challa earlier on before this book or before this six issue run by um, Jonathan Mayberry, he had got into it with Doom and Doom pretty much whooped his butt and put him in a coma so he was unable to protect wakanda at any form or fashion so sure he had to step up and handle business um so that was leading into this but yeah sure we get to see her as a super strong um you know lead female character which i loved it um we also get to see a new take on t'challa without the mask without the black panther suit but he has like these new abilities that he's um walking around with it he has like this vibranium almost like embedded into his skin almost like tosin uh if you're familiar with that character right now in the in the runs by uh john Ridley, he kind of looks like tosin a little bit <laughs> uh with the with the vibranium in in his skin uh and he has like some other type of almost like magic powers with it um but he's an absolute beast in this story but doom oh my goodness doom 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 yo this guy was a master master chess player uh in this story 
Every time T'Challa thought he had something figured out, Doom was like four steps ahead of him. Um, and spoiler alert, if you don't know, the whole purpose behind this Doom War was that Doom wanted all this vibranium. Um, he has a reason behind why he wants this vibranium because he's a sorcerer and, um, you know, it, it makes a great combination. Let's just say that um, with vibranium. But yeah, he he's able to pretty much just weaken Wakanda. And it's very interesting because you see how much they depend on this vibranium and this technology that comes with it, that it sometimes leaves them open, you know, for shots, basically. And Doom exposes them throughout this pretty much his whole story. But T'Challa and, and Shuri, uh, they enlist the help of the X-Men or some of the X-Men, uh, the Fantastic Four uh, come into play. War Machine pops up in this story, which was really dope. Uh, Rhodey seeing him uh, and also Deadpool shows up in this story. Uh, T'Challa goes to the 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 crazy Deadpool and uh, asks for help. Even Reed Richards was just like, man, are you sure you want to bring him into this? But it was a really fun story. I, I would definitely suggest uh, if you haven't read it, you know, pick it up. Um, there's a lot of twists and turns into in this story. A lot of great artwork, a lot of great action. Uh, and like I said, Shuri and Doom definitely steal the show in this book. I was pleasantly surprised. And uh, yeah, I highly suggest it. So go pick up Doom Wars if you haven't. I will say that they probably won't use a lot of this story in Wakanda forever, if any of it, um, because I, I feel like I saw Namor on Black Panther's side in this. I could be wrong, but I don't see this one, you know, going to the big screen anytime soon, uh, you know, but who knows, maybe, maybe one day. But with that said, uh, let's kick it over to myself to get the rest of the news that uh, we have for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. So as I stated earlier, uh, we're still talking about Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, beings that this episode comes out on a Wednesday. We're about 24 hours away from that movie dropping and fans being able to see it. I mean, you may be listening to this after you see uh, Black Panther Forever, so hopefully you enjoyed it. Um, but this article came out uh, on a website called Inverse. It came out on November 1st. Uh, I'm surprised that I actually missed this, but Chadwick Bo Bozeman was talking about uh, grief being a big part of this movie from the very beginning, even way before Chadwick Bozeman had passed away. He had already had this tone of grief uh, in the movie. And this is what Kugler had to say in the interview. The tone was going to be similar. The character was going to be grieving the loss of time, you know, coming back after being gone for five years as a man with so much responsibility to so many coming back after the forced five years absence. That's what the film was tackling. He was grieving time. He couldn't get back. Grief was a big part of it. So that's coming from the interview on uh, the inverse uh, Ryan Cougar talking about the script that he pretty much had done um, before Ryan Coogler passed away. Um, and I thought that that was really 
dope, <laughs> you know, because not a lot of people were dealing with that, uh, that loss after, uh, after the five year absence. I want to say maybe Ant-Man kind of, you know, dealt with it a little bit, but it wasn't a lot of projects that were coming out that were dealing with it. Um, you know, maybe WandaVision, but just knowing how Ryan Coogler likes to tie reality into, um, his movies, I feel like, uh, if, you know, Chadwick Boseman would have survived and, you know, came back strong and everything and made it through the pandemic, of course, um, that actually probably would have tied into it. So this movie would have most likely been just as emotional as it's going to be now, you know, because a lot of people were, were lost and, you know, the direction of Wakanda was probably all over the place without its king for five years. So I would have loved to see how that would have uh, affected T'Challa and Wakanda during the blip. I think that would have been a really uh, interesting co uh, concept. But he also goes on to say in the interview that uh, Namor was always going to be the antagonist for this movie. Uh, he says that there were other characters for sure that we considered including. Cougar goes on to say, but Namor was always there. Uh, and that's very interesting because um, it goes back to I think it's Endgame where they talk about uh, this earthquakes being under the water. And I saw another interview where Ryan Coogler said that uh, Marvel really had no intentions of that being Namor because I don't think they had the full rights to Namor at that time. So it was really just an earthquake under the water. It had nothing to do with Namor. Uh, but when he saw that, that kind of put something in his mind that he wanted to, you know, if, if he had a chance, he wanted to put Namor in uh, his next Black Panther film. Uh, and he got the chance to do it. Uh, and he also talks about, you know, in other interviews, how, you know, Black Panther and Namor, uh, you know, these two kings have always shown up, uh, you know, against each other at times throughout the story. Like he was always around, you know, the he being Namor was always around, uh, you know, you know, going after T'Challa and everything in Wakanda. So it was only right that this would be the matchup that we would see, you know, T'Challa versus Namor, two kings, two kingdoms, two thrones, you know, in battle. So, I mean, it is, yes, it's definitely sad that we won't see T'Challa going against Namor. Um, but it's also awesome that, you know, Ryan Coogler got the chance to still kind of tell the story that he wanted to tell, but you know, the grief is in a different space than it was from the original script. So, you know, like I said, and like I've been saying since Saturday, uh, when we had our, our crew conversation and our predictions, I'm excited, man. Me and my wife are going to go see this movie, uh, Friday. So, I mean, we'll definitely be back here, uh, talking about, uh, you know, Wakanda forever. Um, there won't be an episode on Saturday because the day we usually record is Thursday and our brother K is going to see black Panther Wakanda forever. So we'll probably do, uh, the following weekend. We'll do like a review with the whole crew once everybody gets a chance to see it, but that'll do it 
for uh, today's episode. I once again, I thank you guys for joining me. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. As always, the show is available on all major platforms where podcasts are found. Uh, Make sure you tell your friends about it and, you know, keep coming back and joining us. We'll be here Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. Uh, And James will be back next week. Thanks to Isaac for giving us those great previews. I'm out of here. I'm going to go read some comic books now uh, and then, you know, have some dinner or something. (laughs) So be good to yourself and be good to others. And I'm your host, Amir, and this is the one in 100 podcasts.